Hello, and welcome to Morlocks, a let's experiment show about finding new homes for the lost and forgotten characters of Marvel Crisis Protocol. I'm your host, Lexa White, and I want to thank everybody for listening as we are reaching our 40th episode. I I am still blown away by how much love and support the show gets, and I really appreciate all of it, and it really keeps me going. Um, so I just wanted to give that big shout out at the beginning of this episode uh, before introducing my guests and just say thank you as we're coming up on the one-year mark, not that far away. Now, our guest this week is Schultze. Hello! How are you doing today? I am fantastic. I've got a nice glass of apple cider with me. Uh, It is apple cider season, Mm. and it's one of my favorite times of the year. Now, I have to ask, what type of cider? Uh, This is... See, when people ask me that, usually they're asking if it's alcoholic. Uh, this, yes. yeah, no, this is just some run-of-the-mill grocery store apple cider. Uh, uh, but later in the season, I'll probably bust out, like, a big old pot and make some spiced cider. Okay, I, like, the only alcohol I actually go for is cider. Hard cider is pretty great, yeah. uh, but no, this is regular old apple cider which is one of my favorite drinks so for those who don't know you would you mind introducing yourself uh i am brian i am known as schultzy on most of social media including discord uh i hang out mostly in the house party protocol channel uh discord server i have played magic the gathering for over 20 years Mm. i've played miniature games since whenever Star Wars Armada came out, that was my first miniature game. I want to say 2014. Okay. Uh, and since then, I've hopped from popular miniature game to miniature game. Uh, and of course, given my love of the Marvel movies, here I am with Crisis Protocol now. Fair yeah. enough. So I have a controversial magic question to ask you. Go for it. How do you feel about the Eldrazi? I like the concept of them. Because, as you know, I also play Arkham Horror, and mm-hmm. they really tie into that, like, you know, the Eldritch monstrosity thing. Mm-hmm. Um, it depends how they're executed on a set-by-set basis, though. Their first appearance was pretty great. Their second appearance kind of diluted, diluted the concept of them a bit by having, you know... A whole bunch of small ones everywhere. Mm-hmm. Um, so they, be- they kind of became less special. Um, but yeah, like, the big ones, still love them. Still my favorites. Okay, because my favorite set is Eldritch Moon. Yeah, Eldritch Moon was a terrifying, terrifying magic set, all things considered. Mm-hmm. Just because of all of the Eldrazi body horror that they threw around mm-hmm. and mechanically i didn't love that set but flavorfully innistrad is one of my favorite planes uh so having it go from traditional horror to cosmic horror was pretty sweet so i really i really like eldritch moon from from a flavor standpoint okay and then we have an innistrad set coming up called crimson vow Yes. And they've been dealing with issues with the cycle of the day and the night. Correct. 
what are the chances that they accidentally destroy the moon and let uh, Emma cool out at the end of Crimson Vow? I'm going to say fairly low. I'm not going to say it's zero. Um, Innistrad Midnight Hunt just released. Mm -hmm. They're dealing with all the werewolves and everything. Uh, the kind of concept they're going for, there's two story beats going on. There's uh, the day, the day night thing, and and the werewolves uh, making their bid for control, and then in the next set, Crimson Vow is is vampire super, wedding, super secret vampire wedding that someone is going to crash. We all know it. Obviously, yeah. Who is for it? Sure. Is it going to be Nahiri? Ah, I feel like that's the easy answer, just because the Sora and Nahiri like rivalry. Well, so it's it's my feeling is I would not be surprised if it's Emelcool because she's a big, scary, known quantity character that isn't a planeswalker since we already have three confirmed planeswalkers that are on the plane that we have not seen yet. Right. In cards in sets. Um, yeah, no, it's definitely not without not out of the realm of possibility because it would be a a good opportunity to advance that story thread that they haven't done anything with for a while. Mm -hmm. um, I think for most part, the focus is going to be on like the vampires and the wedding. Uh, but oh, yeah. I wouldn't be surprised if there's an after credit scene, so to speak, where they're like, oh, but something is happening with the moon. Yeah, no, no. I If, if Emma Cool does show up, she's going to be, ooh, I've already been here, I'm out. Yeah. <laughs> it's that, or I could see them having another Praetor appear. Right. Because they've had that in the background I, for a while. Yeah, I haven't thought actually about what a Praetor would be doing on Innistrad. I keep thinking of what we'll find on Kamigawa and Kamigawa Neon Dynasty. Oh yeah. Kamigawa, I would not be surprised if there's some Phyrexian bullshit. Yeah, like, I, yeah. I just... I love the Phyrexians, because when I started playing Magic was in Invasion Block. Mm -hmm. So having them come back as, again, more terrifying body horror monstrosities uh, has been pretty cool. So I'm excited to see where they go with that. Mm -hmm. um, I, I started in my first pre-release. I started a little bit before it, but my first pre-release was Rise of the Ultrasi. So they hold a special place in my heart. Oh yeah, that I was not playing Magic at that time because I was playing World of Warcraft obsessively, but that's that would have been a really good pre-release to start in. Mm -hmm. um, but yeah, now that you mention it, like having Shieldred pop up on Innistrad is just... It would seem really on point, almost a missed opportunity if they didn't, so... Eh, I, I could go either way with it, or they could just introduce something new, or we could actually get a wedding that goes off without issue. That I almost don't believe. There, there is also the small betting pool because they have not named um, the groom for the wedding yet. And there is there's the small betting pool of whether or not they will make it a gay wedding out of nowhere just to have some representation that they don't have to go back to you super heavily. Oh no. After, after torpedoing the Chandra and Nyssa relationship. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I could see them doing that, but I, at the same time, I feel like they know that would look insincere. Yeah. My, in all honesty, my my bets are that it's it's 
Edgar Markov himself. Somehow back from the dead dead. Yeah, that's that's the popular theory. Mm-hmm. I, I'm on board with it. Or a new Markov. They could introduce a new Markov. That would be fun. Mm-hmm. But that's enough magic chat for this Marvel Crisis Protocol. <laughs> right? Uh, so you got me talking. I Yeah, I get people talking. Um, so, as you are not a content creator per se, I would like to ask you, what character would you like to see in Marvel Crisis Protocol that isn't already in it? Well, they revealed Hulkbuster, and that's been my like main witch for the past year or so. So now that I finally got that under the Christmas tree, um, I'm looking for something a little more obscure. I think it'd be super cool if they did the Wrecking Crew. Yeah, I could see that. Um, they have gotten the Shouting Marvel Champions. That's yeah, like that's why I suggested is because they've they've already shown up in Marvel Champions. I think it'd be super cool. It'd be you know two two boxes, two characters a box, mm-hmm. and they make their own small affiliation that you could you know fill out with other characters. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and plus, would... I just kind of like them. Like they're silly, they're goofy. Yeah. Mm-hmm. That would definitely be a good shout. Um, but that is not who we are talking about today. Who are we talking about today? Uh, today for us, I have my boy Killmonger. He was one of my go-to characters uh, before the world shut down. Uh, and I just I haven't ha- heard a whole lot of conversation about him recently, so mm-hmm. I would like to bring him back to the spotlight. Yeah. So Killmonger is one of the most aggro pieces in the game. Absolutely. Uh, his builder is five. Um, his, his spender attack is seven and he's just aggressive like well you missed the most important part of his builder it's five with pierce got the pierce on there yeah absolutely like if you're not getting damage through with that you're having a really bad time mm-hmm. and then he gets extra rebels as he dazes and chaos people oh yeah for sure and then he I have has seen... go ahead uh, i was gonna say i have seen uh, i have seen him take down the hulk in one activation with a very well-timed usurp the throne mm-hmm. which i think is something that's immediately going in this list yeah i was gonna say we have we have nine tactics card slots because usurp the throne is the first include here yep um but then he also has this really interesting ability that uh to kind of help his attacking where he can count all of his shield uh shields instead of his hits on four successes in case he rolls a lot of shields. Yeah, it's always been a really weird ability for me because the odds of you rolling more shields than hits is super low. Mm-hmm. Um, but, I mean, dice are random and it's going to happen every once in a while. And instead of feeling bad about it, you can pay one power and just feel better about it instead. Mm-hmm. And also he has focused on the kill, which means when he makes a second attack against the same target, he adds two dice, which suddenly makes his boulder a seven with Pierce and his spender a nine with Stagger. Yeah, if he can, if he gets double attacks on an enemy in one round, they're going down. Like, it's disgusting. Mm-hmm. So, He's yeah. got, also has fantastic action efficiency with charge, two power, because uh-huh. you're going to get those two attacks, because if you're running... He can just hit with vibranium weapons twice. Yep. 
So are there any affiliations that jump out to you as things you want to talk about? I looked at a few. Um, I considered X-Men, but I feel like he didn't really vibe with X-Men. Mm-hmm. Um, back when the pandemic had just started and we all thought it was going to last a few weeks, um, I really theorycrafted putting him in Black Order because Black Order wants to kill things and Killmonger wants to kill things. And, and Black um, Order is really a different beast now because of the gem changes. Uh, yeah, I would say the the gym change makes Black Order, yeah, as you said, it's a completely completely different ball game for them. Mm-hmm. Um, but their threat totals are also really awkward, mm-hmm. um, and so I kind of set Black Order aside just to, just to try something new. Like Black Order, I don't play competitively, but even I know Black Order is one of the competitive boogeymen out there right now. Mm-hmm. So I, I figured I'd set Black Order aside. Um, I came up with two affiliations I really like to try them in. Mm-hmm. Uh, one of them is going to be your favorite, Spider Foes. I, I was going to bring it up, especially with New Green Goblin. New Green Goblin, uh, yeah, makes Spider Foes affiliation real attractive because you don't have to you don't have to pay power for that ability anymore. Uh, he gets an extra die on his builder, right? No. Yes. Uh, yes, he has an extra die on his builder, but now you basically get a 5 eighths chance to pierce on one attack each round. Right. Stack that with his normal pierce, and you you can choose whether or not to do it to see if you if you pierce all of the attacks already. You don't have to spend that on the attack. Yes. And then Green Goblin's also just... I I feel like any list we build to highlight Killmonger ends up being an aggressive list. Mm -hmm. And Green Goblin just fits that bill quite well. Mm -hmm. Um, The other affiliation I thought real hard about uh, is X-Force with Cable. Mm -hmm. Um, Because Cable lets him re-roll that attack die. Yep. And Cable also offers potentially some survivability for Killmonger uh, with his Teleconnect shield. Fair enough. Uh, there are some others that I want to bring up. Go for it. Uh, one is Inhumans. I considered Inhumans as well, and the only reason I haven't brought them up is because I haven't played a single game with Inhumans at all. Period. Fair enough. They are, they are a very fun faction. They look super cool. I just I have not gotten around to playing them. I have not gotten to play as much Crisis Protocol as I would like to the past few months. Mm-hmm. Uh, so most of what I focus on are the affiliations that I really want to learn how to play. Mm-hmm. But yeah, but with with Inhumans, you get you can make him have a t- turn one charge. Yeah, turn one charge is nuts. Um, if if your opponent throws anything out there within range. Uh, all of a sudden, he's he's attacking early and mm-hmm. gaining that power early. And Black Bolt is also a character that is really good at setting up a character of uh, punishing a character that moves to a center point early. Um, because you can, no matter the cost, master punch a character first turn off of a single move action to throw them into your team. Gotcha. Okay, just throw them backwards. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Yeah, that's that's nuts. Yeah. Um, 
he's affiliated in Wakanda Cabal and Criminal Syndicate, so we aren't really going to talk about those guys. Um, I also, it's like, you could definitely make an argument for Steve Rogers' Avengers just giving him one turn char- one power charge each turn. Right. I think you can make an, an argument for Cabal for um, just him beating on people and getting the power generation. Yeah, but also it's Cabal is something he's affiliated in and we're trying to find new homes. He is affiliated in Cabal, isn't he? I yes. keep forgetting about that. Uh-huh. Um, one that I always bring up when we have a character with a specific team tactics card is Guardians of the Galaxy. Because even with how good use of the throne is, there are games where your opponent manages to play around it where it's a dead card. Right. And being able and that, to turn that into rerolls is very powerful. And Killmonger really likes rerolls because he's already rolling plenty of dice, so making those dice super consistent is just great. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And then, uh, anything else that really jumps out to me? I could also see playing Midnight Suns. Right. I I didn't give any consideration to Midnight Suns because I don't have the cards in front of me. They mm-hmm. haven't released here yet. Um, but yeah, I, I could see that. Like, the mobility and movement shenanigans just to guarantee he gets two attacks every round without fail. Mm-hmm. I absolutely could see Midnight Suns being good for him. Yeah. But is there one of those that jumps out to you as something you want to explore? I... I think I really want to explore him in X-Force. Okay. Um, just because I really like the idea of pairing him with Cable. Mm-hmm. Um, and I almost wonder, as the conversation continues, it could end up being a dual affiliation list with Spider-Foes in there as well. Mm. That... Because a lot, of, a lot of the characters I envision playing with him belong to spider foes hmm. we we shall see i i have some spicy choices to talk about as well uh, absolutely first thing we do is getting cable who is your second affiliated character uh well x-force does not have a whole lot mm-hmm. so probably probably deadpool okay um just because with Cable giving us rerolls, mm-hmm. I, like Deadpool likes rerolls, it helps him get those bang bang triggers. Mm-hmm. Plus, Deadpool is just a cool three threat character. He doesn't yeah. actually get injured. I want to bring up one of my boys, Mr. Sabretooth. Yeah, Sabretooth is definitely a contender. Um, I've played him a couple of times, and he hurts. Like, I think when you initially read his card, or at least I, when I read his card, I didn't think he was anything special. Uh, but when I played him, he's he's very aggressive. He also just rains on a Valkyrie's day. Yeah. Because um, size yeah. three is something that people underestimate. He's got... Um... He's got that finisher, too, which I got off a couple of times in one of the games I played with him. Mm-hmm. And having having the double attack is just nuts. And that does not have to target the same character you targeted with the first attack. 
Uh, you are right. It does not. Although both times it, both times I got it off, it resulted me in finishing off the character he was attacking anyway. Yeah. So. So I think he's in there. Um. I am not a big fan of Wolverine. I have not played Wolverine as much. Uh, mm-hmm. When I played with Sabretooth, I played him in a Cabal list. Mm-hmm. Um, I think I tried Wolverine once. I don't think he did a whole lot for me. But again, I don't have a whole lot of you know data on it. Yeah, it's, it's my thing with Wolverine is I think he taxes your tactics cards a lot, a lot more than most characters. He does have a lot of tactics cards that he wants to use because he... There's what? Weapon X program. Exceptional healing. And... Uh, the exceptional healing, that's what I was thinking of. I knew there was one that had to deal with uh, healing factor because I used it on Lizard once. <laughs> and more importantly, I, I look at he really wants to play no matter the cost. Right. Um, I will say he's going to be... While we don't have the cost to set it up right now, he's going to become a lot better once we have... Uh, Colossus out and you can do fastball special. Yeah, of course. Fastball special. Everyone knew it was coming. There would be riots in the streets if it wasn't. Maybe over I mean, there. There 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 would be. Like if if they released Colossus and there was no fastball special card, mm-hmm. people would have people would have been asking some questions. Yeah. Um but do we want to get Domino in there as another affiliated member? I think so. Um, primarily because Killmonger at four, Cable at five. I think we need some three threat characters. Mm-hmm. Um, me personally, I don't love playing super tall lists. Uh, so having having three threats and two threats in this list is going to be something that mm-hmm. I personally prefer. Yeah. Um, and I think the first two threat that we need to talk about is the most aggressive two threat in the game, which is Nebula. Yes. Nebula and I also I just lost my pile of two threat characters. Uh I also gave Rocket some consideration. Mm-hmm. Um just because he shoots good. Yeah, so it's it's my thing with Rocket is do you need a fighty backpoint character? And we don't because we already have cable. I was going to say, Cable Cable does kind of fit that role pretty well. Mm-hmm. But yeah, but I do think Nebula gets in just because she she does some scary stuff. Right, and when I'm when I'm imagining playing Killmonger in this list, I'm imagining playing it similar to Black Order, where my goal is to delete enough characters so that winning on objectives becomes easy yeah and nebula always helps with that oh yeah and she's a really interesting piece on 14 uh specifically on sword base because you can use it as essentially a pass because she cannot interact with the objectives that may also lose your opponent last activation yep uh the other two threat i consider is bob Mm -hmm. he has a big old rocket but it doesn't do a whole lot once the rocket's been fired, and if your opponent plays around the rocket, you're not going to get a ton of value out of it. Yeah. 
Now, I have an interesting choice that I want to bring up. Just my first of my spicy choices. Go for it. How do you feel about the Ancient One? Uh, I have not committed her card to heart yet. Mm -hmm. But I am prepared to hear any and all arguments you have. So, she she's another aggressive piece. She has a five-dice Mystic Builder with Pierce. Um... She has. Pierce is becoming a theme here, isn't it? Yeah. Um. She also has a self reposition and opponent reposition. Um. Because um, when she gets targeted by an attack, she may bend three and push that character towards her. So you push can... towards this character. Yep. The winds of Watum does do that. Uh huh. And that. And also... I like that. Yeah, that sets up a martial artist, and with the extra dice from Cable, she gets a lot more survivable. Um, and then her her spender uh, astral strike is really scary and gives out stagger. Stagger is always a good time. Mm -hmm. And we have no Mystic in this list right now. No, and I think when I like went through considering characters for this I don't even have any that I was thinking of so I would argue that Ancient One is a fantastic pick mm -hmm. especially since she gains additional power oh um, yeah and it's like she gets so much out of extra defense dice because suddenly because she rerolls two on defense and dodge rolls and has martial artist but yes. she only has two physical and three energy defense. So bumping right. that up to four and five suddenly makes her really defensive. For sure. Uh, and then she has the five mystic defense, which means that people are not going to try and attack her with mystic stuff unless they have to. Yeah. The... Well, I was about to say the defense, mystic defenses of our selections so far have been pretty average. But mm -hmm. I've got Deadpool at four and Cable at four. Mm -hmm. So they're not they're not too shabby. When is our mystic pay to flip? Sorry, say that again. When is the mystic pay to flip scenario? Oh, I have yeah, right. Like, I want to I want to see one. I had that conversation with one of my local group the other day. Mm -hmm. Um, just because it'll it'll force. Our, our local meta is very small right now, and we see a lot of the same teams. Mm -hmm. And we're, we're just talking, if we had a Mystic pay-to-flip scenario uh, crisis, we could actually force some people to start uh, actually taking Mystic characters. Mm -hmm. So, uh, are there any other characters that jump out to you as things that you want to bring up? Uh, I've considered... We have a lot of threes... We have a couple of fours. Um, I really consider Baron Zemo mm -hmm. because everyone loves Baron Zemo. Yep. He's still super solid for what he does, despite being a corset character. Mm -hmm. uh, and extra rerolls. The rerolls appear to be a thing for this list, and he adds them in droves. Yeah, he does. Um, looking at other three threat characters there's a couple others that i i would like take a gander at that may or may not come in first off is hood um yeah 
again, I have not committed Hood's card to heart, um, but I do know that I really want to play him when he releases. And the big thing for me with Hood is the Hood Gang's Tactics card, um, which you play it for free, and then every character attacking someone, contesting an objective, re-rolls uh, an attack die. Yeah, I could see that being powerful here, since we're basically trying to knock our opponent off the objective. Mm -hmm. So that that is one option. Um, and then another option, which may not be as like actual fighty, but has a lot of mobility that we may be lacking, is Proxima Midnight. Yes, because she moves long. Long, and then also has an attack that also gives her reposition. A lot of, yeah, a lot of the characters I'm thinking of here move short. Mm -hmm. um, I guess Sabretooth moves long, too. Yeah, Sabretooth moves long. He 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 is surprisingly mobile. Killmonger moves medium. We have a lot of medium movers. Nebula also moves long. Yeah, Nebula almost doesn't count when you're having that conversation, though. When we are talking about it in an aggressive context, I think it does because it, it it's her area of influence on the board. This is true. Usually when I'm looking at long movers, I'm considering to myself, okay, can these guys get to an objective and be where they need to be? Mm -hmm. So when it, whenever I look at Nebula, I'm like, well, she doesn't actually contest objectives, so... Yeah. Um, Hood, Proxima, Midnight. So one I was considering... Um, especially since Ancient One gains that extra power. Mm -hmm. Able gains that extra power. I'm kind of considering Iron Man from the core set. Ooh, for that big laser. Ooh. For the express reason of the satellite laser. That is a really good card, especially for just deleting a character off the board. And yeah, I could definitely see that. And he has, he's also kind of tanky. Like, Iron Man himself isn't super special, but he's not terrible. Mm -hmm. um, I'm sure he's going to see some sort of re rework that we haven't seen yet. Mm -hmm. um, but for the purposes of this list, I think, I think he's a fine figure mm -hmm. just to have. Uh, but then, yeah, just, just the tactical orbital nuke. Uh, I think is a valuable thing for him to bring to the table. Mm -hmm. uh, the other one, another one that I kind of want to pass, because there are so many good sweets right now. Right. Uh, what do you think of Craven the Hunter? I love Craven to death. I really do. Um, he's in my pile of considerations as well. Mm -hmm. uh, and one of the reasons I was leaning towards spider foes. Very fair. Craven's really um, good. There's also Magic, who's also very good. Um, I completely, I know she was spoiled during the mini stravagans. I, I honestly, until a character is released and in my hands, I cannot for the life of me remember what they do. Fair, I, I have to stay on that cutting edge, so I'm, I'm on, well I, on top of it. Understandable. Um, enlighten me, please. Uh, so she has an ability called Limbo Step, where she can pay one to three power and then place her within range X, where X is the amount of power she spent. Right, I remember that. And then she has a five dice mystic builder with Pierce. Pierce, there's that word again, that E oh, word. Yeah. It's coming up. And then also her spender is when calculating successes for this attack, add the number of 
failure results in both the attack and defense roll to the total. I do remember that because I thought that was stupid when I first saw that. Mm-hmm. Oh, and she gives out uh, bleed and incinerate off of that attack as well. Incinerate is something else that is populating in this list because Cable gives it out with his builder. And so does Domino. And Domino gives it out. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, I think I think we can throw magic in there. Mm-hmm. Um, and then I have a high threat option that I want to bring up for the Absolutely. higher point totals. What do you think of Power Gem Ronin? Power Gem Ronin. I could see that. I really like Ronan. I haven't, I haven't gotten to play him recently. Mm-hmm. Um, With the gem changes, he now only takes up one slot. Yes. Um, and... Five, but he's, he's five threat though. Yeah. Um, but yeah, one slot. He gets that free, at, two free attacks really if your mm-hmm. opponent tries to KO him. And in attrition matchups, he suddenly takes out the comeback mechanic. Right. Yeah, throwing throwing out judgment is just so good. Mm-hmm. So that that is an option on the board. Um, we also have the true monster of in uh, X Force of Venom. Yeah, Venom is another pick I had in mind uh, if we had gone the Spider-Foes route. Um, partially because he can Lethal Protector to mm-hmm. keep Killmonger up if you need to. Um, he has that more... web snare to get people yeah, in position. It's the pull. Like, if you pull your opponent's like first activated figure into your team, you can just go to town. Like, you can just... Get rid of them right then and there at your own leisure. Mm-hmm. And the other thing is that now in, in X-Force and now also in Spider-Force, he gets the affiliation ability on each counterattack he does. Yes, because it's per turn, isn't it? Yes, it is. Ooh, I like that. I, I, I think we can include Venom for sure. He, he's he's a pick that I think is going to see see a lot of love soon. Um, that leaves us with one character, and we had a lot of options that we had talked about, and I imagine there are more that we haven't talked about. Oh yeah, there's plenty of. You you can almost you know at this point look at any aggressive character and make an mm-hmm. argument. Well, um, even some like medium aggressive characters. I was thinking like Cassandra Nova. Just getting that mind possession for that reposition to make Killmonger's job easier. Right. I have not I have not played with Cassandra Nova yet, but she's I've played against her once and she can be nasty. Oh yeah, she is very nasty. Um again, we also we mentioned it earlier, but Zemo is always a good pick, gives out more rerolls, and is another long mover for us. Yeah, I think I think Zemo for sure makes the cut. Okay. Um, and that would be our tenth character. Yeah, so you've got Cable, Sabretooth, Deadpool, Domino. Those are affiliated. Killmonger, uh, uh, showcase. Killmonger, piece. of course. Yep. Um, Nebula is our two threat. 
Mm-hmm. And then Zemo, Craven, Venom, and Magic. That I had Ancient One, Magic, Venom, Baron Zemo. Gotcha. So so we had slightly different lists, but if you want I like I like Ancient One in there. Um because again, yeah, rerolls and if you have to take if you have to take magic and uh ancient one to play the mystic game, you can you can well, do that. And it's it's I for a splash threes and a splash fours we have one physical and one uh mystic option. So we can oscillate what style of play we need to play into our opponent. See, I I never think about I never think about what I'm playing into. <laughs> I only think about it afterwards. <laughs> right? Yeah, yeah, same here. I was look I'm looking at the board, I'm like, yeah, gamma waves, that sounds good. And then halfway through the first round I'm like, oh, but maybe not against Black Order. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So let's talk about crisis now. We want big fighty crises. So I think the first one we go in is Demons Downtown. Uh yes, Demons Downtown for sure. Mm-hmm. Sorry, let me pull out my crisis cards. Now I want to ask you about a card that you may or may not have seen. Which is, Intrusions Open Across City as Seals Collapse. Uh, I've seen it. I may have even read it. Mm -hmm. Uh, But boy, do I not remember it, because I have not played it yet. So it's a C-map, so straight down. It's the the center line. Score one for each one you're securing. Uh, and then you interact, you drop all extract tokens, um, and then roll a dice on a crit, wild, hit, or uh, shield. So that's six out of, uh, sorry, five out of eight options. Yep. Uh, you place this within one of another portal. Otherwise, your opponent places uh, this character with one of an, within one of another portal. After being placed, this character suffers one damage. So it's if you have played the Infinity War event, it is a like fixed competitive version of the Space Gym scenario. Gotcha. I have unfortunately not played Infinity. The box is on my desk within arm's reach. I just haven't collected enough people to show up regularly to play it or run mm-hmm. it. Which it makes is, me sad. It is super fun. And seeing that they are taking those like event kit missions and turning them and like adjusting them into actual missions has me really excited in looking at like the Emrakul event. And I'm currently trying to track down because I did not save it when it first came out the Civil War event from the mini stravaganza in March. Right. I want to track that down. If people have a PDF of that lying around, send it to the uh, our email at. One second, I need to remember officially what the email is. Uh, at morlocksmcp at gmail.com. So, That's yeah. a little shocking to me. They actually took it off their website when it was done. Uh, do you think Do you think this list can fight on Gamma Waves? Uh, I definitely think it's an option. Um, but going back, because we kind of got sidetracked on it. Do you like Intrusions? Yes. Oh, no. I definitely do like Intrusions. Um, okay. Especially since it seems like just the kind of chaotic, silly fun that I personally enjoy. Well, and it's also, it, it allows us for, as long as we're consistent in it, 
um, we can, uh, uh, we can use the reposition to get to vulnerable targets and make sure right. that, and specifically make sure Killmonger is always in interacting range of the use of the throne target. Yes. And not stuck on the other side of the board. Um, and reminder to people at home, because this has gotten me, just because it, they're the most dangerous model on the board does not mean they're the highest threat model on the board. She-Hulk is, in fact, more threat than Modoc. <laughs> I mean, it used to be you had to target Hulk, but now Hulk is actually worth targeting. Yeah, but, like, I, I have had the She-Hulk is on the other side of the board, and I thought Modoc was the biggest, scariest thing on the board. <laughs> I mean, yeah, no, it's it's definitely an easy mistake to make. Mm -hmm. So, Gamma Waves. Um, another really, like, clumped together scenario. We get the uh, damage out. Uh, what would our 15 be? Our 15 would what? Be Cable, Domino. Cable, Cable and Killmonger is nine. nine. So it'd be, uh, that would be... So nine plus six, so you would also get... We're, yeah, we're picking two threes, right? Yeah. I would probably pick Zemo and... Well, no, we have to pick Domino Deadpool for we, yes, affiliation. Yes, right. sorry. We do have to take both of those. Mm -hmm. So I, I think we like the higher point values, like our, our 19th, but if we want to have... I think we could probably survive Gamma Waves. Um... We would just, I think, want to pick our opponent's point value more often than our point value with that one. Right. But I do think we like the mission. All right. So. And I'm just. I'll I'll leave gamma waves to the side. We'll we'll. Yeah. Do a no go go on that here in a minute. Let us. I am quickly going to check some stuff. Okay. Um, because we have characters that generate a lot of extra power, how do we feel about deadly meteors? Let's see. Map C. Has incidental damage on it also, which, again, helps us soften up targets. Yeah, for sure. I think deadly meteors is a fine choice. Mm-hmm. We're, we are, we don't have any fours. We have all three. So it's like we yeah. don't have anybody exceptional, but we don't have... The only one who's bad is Venom, and we just don't take Venom. Venom. Yep. Um, Everyone but, else should be able to get it fine. Yeah. Though, dice or dice. But that's part of the fun of, of, of Deadly Medias for me. I've played entire games of... Scrolls infiltrate mm -hmm. where we never actually like found a scroll. Oh yeah, no, that was uh, I personally, and we will get into this because I think this is going to be a thing for us. I personally prefer alien ship because if when they do happen to find it first flip magically, uh, they get stranded in the center of the board. Right. Yep. Even if it's an Angela, she just gets stranded in the center of the board, and you get to wail on her. And 
ones. Sorry, I'm considering our third secure here. Yeah. There, there are some options here. Um, we could also go with one of the split Cs and just do a split map and have the really high point value of 20. I kind of like the idea of Lethal Amusement Park. Mm. Yeah, we certainly... Cause yeah, Killmonger's a four. We have a bunch of threes, uh, and we have Venom, who's a four. And yeah, because we can. Is a we can. We can tank the traps a little bit, mm -hmm. and again, softens up characters in order. Like, yeah, they have to risk some risk some damage to start getting their victory points. I I I like that. Cool, so those are our three secures. Now let's look, talk about our extracts. Ah, uh, extracts. Uh, I definitely think we want to talk about alien ship. As I said, it strains yes. the character in the middle of the board and gives us more time to uh, just destroy someone. I, yeah, I think you're right. Alien ship is... And it gives us that magical 20 points. I love playing at 20. Yeah. I can't wait till they give us a crisis that's 21. Well, if you play the uh, Empirical kit, which I do, I I recommend two out of three of the Empirical missions. Um, but there is a 22-point mission. Ooh, all right. I just love high threat totals. I love putting a bunch of models down. Mm -hmm. Yeah. that If I remember quickly, that is also the super aggro mission. But I can't remember 100% off the top of my head. The two of the missions that are very, very good, both of which have F secures. Which I'm just like, right. ooh, yes. And then there's one mission which is very, very fight heavy that if you aren't bringing a fighting team, you really get dumpstered on in a bad way. Oof, gotcha. Yeah, I have, I have not looked at that, uh, that whole event very closely. Mostly because I was... Unfortunately, working out of town during the whole... Uh... It is still up on the website, and I do recommend just having it on hand, especially if you're in a local community that right. may be interested in a change of pace. They are really good change of pace games. Okay. I'll have to, I'll have to make sure to take a look at that. Mm -hmm. um, do we want Worthy? You know, everyone always talks about Worthy, but I'll tell you right now, I think I've played it, like, once. Really? Yeah. Like, when I say that I haven't gotten to play a whole lot, and that my meta is small and weird, I'm not joking. Huh. Well, Hammers is, Hammers is a fun scenario. We are trying to blow people up, so... There is that, but it does increase the cost of our tactics cards, and there are certain ones, like Use of the Throne, that we definitely want to be getting off. Yeah. Because um, it would suck to be caught without enough power if you're doing Usurp the Throne, or if you need to do Lethal Protector. Mm -hmm. I will... I think we put Worthy to the side, mm -hmm. and we revisit that if, we're, if we struggle coming up with a third. Um, how do we feel about cubes? Yeah, I think cubes was the next one I was thinking of, um, mm -hmm. just because you have you have to take damage to score victory points, and that's kind of where we want the game to be. Yeah, and then finally, just so we can get have force people in the scrum of it, let's talk about research station. 
Ah, Research Station. I've actually played Research Station my past three games. Mm. Do you enjoy it? I do. It's it's a nice back and forth. I like it a lot better when the other objectives are off to the sides of the map. Mm-hmm. The other option... Just so we have heavy physical and heavy uh mystic. But we have middling energy, so we could supplement that with Montesi formula. Yes, Montesi formula. Um I enjoy Montesi formula quite a bit personally. And, and suddenly and a Montesi on Killmonger is an eight dice attack. Right. Or a 10-dice uh, attack. And honestly, just giving some of these random figures a beam attack all of a sudden yeah, um, can be a good time. Mm-hmm. So I, I think in this case, I would almost prefer Montesi over uh, Worthy. Yeah, because you have Zemo who can charge beam and suddenly get the reroll on each of those attacks. Beautiful. Uh, you get Magic who can reposition herself and then beam. Um, you have Domino who can use her her probability manipulation to to explode her um skulls. Yes, absolutely. And then uh, you can no mercy an attack on uh Sabretooth for the beam. Ooh. Uh, so no mercy for those who don't right. know is three power during the next attack this character makes. Uh, uh, this character makes this turn. Add one dice to the attack roll for each damage the target character has. Now, yeah, next attack includes every single roll nope. in the beam attack. Nope, that will be attack action. Okay, that's that's what I thought. I was actually afraid I was conflating that with Arkham. <laughs> yes. <laughs> okay, yeah, that's, that's what I thought. Mm-hmm. Okay. So, yeah. Um, and so suddenly that is, that can be real scary. And then Cable, um, his one is, uh, and then, uh, Cable also get, has repositioned to line up beams. Uh, yes, he can, he can slide into position and just mm-hmm. get that ideal. And then Deadpool... I always have I always have trouble lining up more than two people for a beam attack, but if you can just randomly place yourself wherever. Yeah, and then Deadpool also gets a reroll on each attack of the beam, just naturally. Yes. So it's yep. it's we definitely have a lot of options for things to do with the beam. So I do think that Montesi is a very good shout. Yeah, I think I think I like Montesi a lot. That leaves us with our 10 tactics cards, which we're down to 9 because we, of course, immediately took uh, Use Up the Throne. Always Usurp the Throne. Uh, Next up, I think we want to do Cat and Mouse. Let's see. I had that set aside. I believe you are definitely correct as far as that goes, though. Mm-hmm. But it is the place within 2 uh, at uh, deployment for X-Force. Yes. That can get uh, Cable into really scary positions very quickly. Unfortunately, can't quite use it on Killmonger, 
but <laughs> I think if you use it with cable and start getting them into position to throw down the incinerates, I think you're in business. So, mm-hmm. um, looking at other characters, uh, let's talk about Journey into Limbo. If I'm remembering my card names right, uh, that one's Journey magic, through, right? yeah, so like Journey through Limbo during magic activation, she may spend three. Choose another character within two. Place that character within three of its current position. It gains incinerate. That can be used on on allies or enemies. Yeah, I dig that. Extra positioning is always fantastic. And especially positioning you can use on your opponent. Yeah, moving moving yourself is great. Moving your opponent, especially when you're trying to delete your opponent. And giving them incinerate. Is generally better, yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, I think we also Want... also put lethal protector in there. Yep. Yeah. But I think those are all the character specific cards, so we have a lot of room for other cards. Yeah, a lot of the a lot of the ones we've taken aren't just don't have their own tactics cards so much. Um, the, the other X Force cards. Mm-hmm all deal specifically with X-Force characters. Um, yeah. One second. I'm reading Dirty Work. Dirty Work is very good. It it basically is a second variant of Usurp the Throne. Uh, no? No. You get a bonus if you kill them. Okay. Or yeah. if you daze them. Mm-hmm. It's, it's two power to each X-Force character. And since we're generally running with three of them, mm-hmm. I think that's I think that's a reasonable include. It's something it's something you can play if Killmonger doesn't quite get the job done that round. Yeah. So I I am with you that dirty work can definitely be something, and it's a good way to like move around your power. Right. Um. But then we have a lot of options, and the first one I want to bring up, uh, just because it is very useful for us, is a restricted card called All You've Got. All You've Got. Yeah. Just All You've Got in a Killmonger is very scary. Oh, for sure. Um, Being able to potentially take two figures out of the equation for a round. Or just as a way to deal with Hulk. Oh, yeah. You use up, you start going into Hulk, You all you've got, you keep going into Hulk, you may actually get him. Get new Hulk out of the game, still. And do you, so do you personally think all you got is, is going to get the ban hammer before too long? Uh, I would not be surprised if it, I, I am like, I could go either way with it. I would not be surprised if it does, and I would not be surprised if it doesn't. Um. Yeah, I think all you got's good. We're being aggressive. All you got is the definition of aggressive. Yeah. I almost feel like we're playing, we're playing the Crisis Protocol version of Suicide Black. Mm. Very. Yeah, Suey Black is is quite a list. I um, I I don't think we're quite Suey Black. I think we're more mono red because we aren't inflicting enough damage to ourselves. At the same time, 
but we really don't care if we take incidental damage from crises or tactics cards. So yeah. Um, Just... Another thing mm. I want to bring up is climbing gear. Yes, uh, climbing gear and or extreme conditioning. I I personally prefer climbing gear because it's out of it. It allows us to do it where we get reposition for a double attack where sure. uh, yeah that makes that makes more sense in this list yeah extreme um, conditioning is is changing a move action to a long which when we're trying to get those double attacks in for sure i'm currently using extreme conditioning in my sin cabal list because a lot of the figures i'm using are tanky control point holders yeah um groot I actually got the idea of running Groot from the the Groot Morlocks episode where you put him in Asgard. Yeah. Uh, um, have you tried running Ultron in Sin Cabal? Have not tried Ultron yet. So you you take Age of Ultron and you just run Ultron at their back point. All right. Yeah, that makes a lot of sense. And you just disrupt their game plan over and over and over again and just be annoying with Ultron. <laughs> I've used I've used extreme conditioning to get Groot back into the fight and then play We Are Groot to heal. Oh yeah. Two damage off of pretty much my entire team. Mm -hmm. um, but yeah, as far as this list is concerned, climbing gear definitely makes more sense because it's a free action mm -hmm. uh, and not just upgrading an action. Uh, speaking also of of movement shenanigans, what do we think of Warpath? I think Warpath is probably a fine choice here. Mm -hmm. um, just being able to push in, we're probably probably going to take a point of damage or two at some point. Mm -hmm. Being able to just throw down a power to move into the fray. Yeah. I think Warpath is good. Uh, and then I, I want to talk a defensive tool. There, there's a couple other options, and we it might push Warpath out. Um, okay. But first off is one of my favorite cards, Marked for Death. I really like Marked for Death, and I agree with you. Uh, I've played Marked for Death with Black Order, mm -hmm. um, and seeing as I've made a bunch of comparisons to Black Order with this particular project, mm -hmm. I think Marked for Death is a great choice. Um, yeah. Does the same thing as... Uh, got the name of the objective the ship uh, uh no it does the same thing as scrolls scrolls its speed becomes short gotcha its speed becomes short yeah same 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 idea though is is that you're taking a uh, taking a character and and tying them down and stopping them from going anywhere but my big thing is if you're trying to go into an amazing spider-man suddenly the calculations change a lot because suddenly they can't re-roll their defense dice. Right, yeah. Excellent, excellent tool against web warriors. Mm -hmm. And, you know, if you decide somebody needs to die. Mm -hmm. In a pinch, you can even take out a stealth character with, with uh, Cable. Yeah, very much. Yep. Um, another one I want to bring up is a defensive tool for us, which is PSD, Psychic Shielding Device. You know, I didn't see that one coming. Um, that card's been out since the beginning of the game, and I couldn't tell you what it does. It's 
the big thing is like if you're getting if you're facing off against an enchantress just having a turn where they can't if sirens call you is big especially in an aggressive list because uh, any character may spend one to five power to play this card this round yep. while within x of this character x equals the power you spent uh, when ally characters are targeted by mystic attacks, add one to the defense die. And characters cannot be advanced or pushed by the effects of enemy uh, mystic attacks or enemy superpowers. That is not the card I was thinking of. I was thinking of whichever one came with Modok. Psychic Fortress. Psychic Fortress. That's the one I was thinking of. Mm-hmm. You can you can see where I got mixed oh, yes. up. Mm-hmm. Um. I think Psychic Shielding Device is a good pick. Um, we're running pretty power heavy, so we can easily spend three to five power if we need to. And just having a turn where we don't have to worry about repositions on our melee units is amazing. Right. Yeah, I think, especially with the 10 Tactics card slot, I think that's a good pick. Mm-hmm. It doesn't come in against every list like Usurp the Throne will. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, if, if I see... If I see Convocation across from me, or what have you. Oh yeah, it, it's brutal for Convocation. But I'm just thinking, if you see a Chantress across the table, you're like, okay. I'm So I'm seriously, I've been playing Sin Cabal recently in order to take it to Second Wind mm-hmm. in a little less than a month. Mm-hmm. But I haven't had a whole lot of success with it. I might actually take this list or some variant of it with, uh, without the unreleased characters. Fair enough. Um, well, we we are at ten tactics cards, but we only have one restricted card. So, is there something we want to drop for a restricted card? I let's see, one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight. War path is there, so I have I have nine in front of me. Cool. What I have is usurp. Cat and Mouse, Journey Through Limbo, Lethal Protector, Dirty Walk, All You've Got, Climbing Gear, Warpath, Mark for Death, and PSD. I have all of those, and it's nine because I wasn't counting Journey Through Limbo, which I don't have physically in my hand. Mm-hmm. Um, I think, honestly, I think just a patch-up. We're running plenty of power. Mm-hmm. We're taking some damage. I, th- I think the Trident through patch-up probably should come with us. Yeah, but what do we drop for it? The sassy part of me wants to drop all you've got because it's going to get banned. But that's the sassy part of me. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm, I'm thinking, not sure. I'm thinking it's Warpath because we all, it's a redundant effect for us. We already have the climbing gear, which is more applicable in more situations to get sure. that short move out. In the, from a practical standpoint, if I do take this list, I would be replacing Journey Through Limbo because yeah. I don't think we're going to have our hands on it yet. Mm-hmm. Fair enough. Um, but yeah, I like Journey Through Limbo as a card. Mm-hmm. I think Journey Through Limbo and Warpath occupy the same role. Yeah. yeah. So yeah, I think I think we'd cut Warpath from this list. Yeah, it's it's we have three items in that wall because we have Journey Through Limbo, Warpath, and Climbing Gear. Yeah. So yeah. I think I think we can we can take two. I think three is is a bit much. Mm-hmm. 
Well, that is a full list. Um, Absolutely. And it looks like a fun list, too. It looks like a really good time. Um, even if I don't take it to Second Wind, I'm definitely going to roll up uh, to some casual games with this. Mm-hmm. Just to try to delete people. Yeah. No, it's going to be super fun. So, for those at home, the full list is Killmonger, Cable, Deadpool, Sabretooth, Domino, Nebula, Ancient One, Magic, Venom, and Baron Zemo. Our tactics cards are Usurp the Throne, Cat and Mouth, Journey Through Limbo, Lethal Protector, Dirty Walk, All You've Got, Climbing Gear, Mark for Death, PSD, Psychic Shielding Device, and Patch Up. Our secures are Demons Downtown, has our comeuppance come due. Intrusion open... Blah, 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 blah. Intrusions open across city as seals collapse. Mutant Madman turns city center into Lethal Amazing Park. Then our extracts are Alien Ship crashes in downtown, Struggle for the Cube continues, and the Montesi formula found. So, yeah, yeah, looks like a good time. Mm-hmm. Um, definitely excited to... Def- definitely going to give us a few plays. Um, I've tried Cable a couple of times, but I really want to see how he how he functions as the the backline figures blaster i was gonna say figure softener upper Mm -hmm. it doesn't have quite the ring to it yeah um if uh so you mentioned an event would you mind shouting out that event quickly yes uh second wind is taking place on i have to remember exact dates uh 23rd and 24th is in Chicago. Um, if you, they've got a Facebook page, and if you go on to Longshanks, uh, you can look it up on Longshanks and sign up there. Uh, takes place at a brewery, so that'll be a fun time. Mm-hmm. Um, it's going to be my first large Crisis Protocol event, so I'm excited to see what happens. I'm excited to get my butt kicked. Um, but there's only 64 slots. I haven't looked recently at how many are filled. It could very well be full. Uh, but yeah, if you're interested in, uh, Second Wind, that's in Chicago on the 23rd and 24th of October. Yep. Um, and then if people wanted to reach out to you, where could they find you? Uh, don't have a ton of social media presence. Um, I will likely be on this Discord server, and I am always on the House Party Protocol Discord server. Mm-hmm. That's about it. I'm not super prolific as far as my Discord servers go. Yes, and there's, there's a lot of interesting stuff that is percolating in this Discord server, as I have gone back on the kick of creating custom Marvel Crisis Protocol stuff. You know, I haven't seen a ton of custom Marvel Crisis Protocol stuff yet. So yes, I have now... made a Bonesaw character. Bonesaw! Yeah. Excellent. Uh-huh. Um, I've seen a lot of people are doing the what-if reskins. So uh-huh. we have Captain Carter as a proxy for Captain America. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. Hydra Stomper as Hulk. Yeah. The, the other one that I've been doing is I've been working on a versus Capcom expansion. I think I've heard you mention that before somewhere, and that I've never played Marvel vs. Capcom, but I'm very aware of it. That that's just sounds like a hilarious time. Yes, I, I have created the Street Fighter faction, which, uh, for a quick preview, their affiliation ability is uh, when you 
start an attack and you have no ally characters within two, you get an extra die for your attack roll. All right, all right. So it, it's like channeling that 1v1 combat style of Street Fighter. Yeah, no, I definitely dig that. Mm-hmm. So, I, yeah. always, I always thought like that, that definitely kind of fits in with the like I know Marvel Crisis Protocol is an objective-based game, mm-hmm. but it's also about superhero fights. Mm-hmm. And yeah, so having Street Fighter stuff in there fits. I always thought Ninja Turtles would be great to throw in. <laughs> if if Atomic Mass ever wanted to sell out and bring other IPs into the Crisis Protocol fold, and, I think Ninja Turtles would be fantastic. And Ninja Turtles have always been a uh, lampooning of Daredevil. Right, yeah. Because they were literally created by the same chemical accident that blinded Daredevil. Yeah. Uh, comic if you wanna, books. If you want to get a really deep cut after they do Ninja Turtles, I can do Street Sharks. Well, I, I want a deep cut in the other direction. Um, and I want to see things like Witchblade and Vampirella. And just those trashy, trashy comic books that are still going 20 years later somehow. Yeah, I, I've i never heard of Witchblade or Vampirella. So oh, buddy. That's a really deep cut. Uh, I'm, pretty, I'm pretty mainstream as far as the things I'm aware of. Okay, so, so. Uh, these are like, uh, Witchblade was Top Cow. Um, and it had a TV show adaptation, so it's not that deep of a cut. Um, but it's literally a girl with a magic gauntlet that turns her into like, uh, a magical warrior to fight demons. Um, that that gauntlet was also used by Joan of Arc. So, um, but I if mean, you... that that just sounds like a Marvel character. Like, well, do you remember the video game series The Darkness? No. Okay. Weird gangster dude with black tentacles that eat eat people. No, I can't say I remember that one. Okay, it was from, like, the PS3 generation, but The Darkness is, like, also in the same universe as Witchblade, and those two characters were married for a period of time. Gotcha. And then, like, Vampirella is trashy, trashy, trashy comic books that are still super enjoyable. It it sounds like she'd be part of the Midnight Suns. Uh... Yeah, kind of. Uh, she she is probably if we would first need to get Elsa Bloodstone into this game. Yeah, that's true. And yeah, and just like the full lineup from the upcoming video game, just so I can have Nico. Sure. Yeah. Mm-hmm. No, there are too many characters that need to get into this game. Yeah. No, it- Mar- Marvel is done fantastically at bringing us a bunch of really obscure characters mm-hmm. but, but there's still so many oh yeah like uh my number one shout is still the te- stefford kukos i want to see i want to see the wall just because of that spider-man meme where like the walls spider-man's bouncing off of them and the wall's like haha this is one wall you can't climb <laughs> like <laughs> I don't know. I want to see dumb stuff like that in this game. I want to see I a really... lot of the House of X redesigns. 
I can't think of. I don't think I am familiar with those. So, House of X is the current run of X Men. Okay, that would be why I'm not familiar with them. Mm-hmm. Uh, they turned Kitty Pride into a pirate captain. Okay, I can see that. Yeah, no, it's it's. She's amazing, and I love her so much. Um, but also, like, they got Jean Grey back into the classic green dress as Marvel Girl. Okay. And my favorite plot point, oh my god, they have finally done it. They have, bro- they, they have connected the other two ends of the, the classic X-Men love triangle, and now it is all three of Scott, uh, Logan, and Jean Grey are all in a relationship with each other. All right, I didn't see that coming. They have done it. Dreams, dreams have come true. Oh yeah. Yeah. Now I had, I had a handful of comic books when I was a kid, but I haven't kept up with comic books as an adult, unfortunately. I really should probably install Marvel Unlimited and go to town. I highly recommend the House of X, uh, and all of its fallout. Um, that's. That has been like the major Marvel stuff I've been reading. I've been I've been reading some of DC two and Future State is fascinating. Um, I have not. I've kept up with DC less than I've kept up with Marvel. I've always been a DC person more than a Marvel person because outside of the X Men, there are very few Marvel characters I actually care about. I watch so I. I primarily watch movies. Mm-hmm. Um, so, you know, with the Marvel Cinematic Universe being super popular and the DC movies being less so, I pay more attention to the Marvel movies. So I respect the DC movies more than the Marvel movies. They're turning it around. My thing, think... is, my thing is even the train wrecks in DC feel like products of the directors, not of the corporate system. And Marvel cannot say that for 70% of its movies. And that's fair, but but I hate Zack Snyder. <laughs> I really hate I really hate his movies. So And that's like, a perfectly fair opinion. I I'm not as pushed off by him as most people. Um I I love Man of Steel in spite of his influence. Mm-hmm. Uh but I can't I can't stand the like the icky gray like just this ooze that kind of permeates all of his visual style. Hmm. Um, I will admit I am enjoying the more recent DC movies a lot more. Mm-hmm. Aquaman, for all intents, is a terrible movie, but it's amazing. It's so much fun. Uh-huh. Like Shazam, it's, it's amazing. Shazam was a really good time. Wonder Woman 1984 was a mess. I. Have not watched it yet, primarily because everyone told me it was awful. Uh-huh. Uh huh. Suicide Squad was great. I didn't quite get the opportunity to see that, uh-huh. and I I need to. It's on HBO now, isn't it? Uh, it just left HBO. Shit. Uh, Damn it. Okay. But it will come back in another couple months. It was. It was. It was on HBO for a month alongside the theater run. Right. And now that month is over, so when it comes out on DVD, it will be back on. Gotcha. I'll um, watch it then. I was waiting. I was waiting for friends to go see it in theaters, mm. and then they didn't want to go see it, and so by then it was too late. 
and then, which is a shame because I wanted to see it in theaters. But and then Harley Quinn and the uh, both play in the uh, Fantabulous Emancipation of One Harley Quinn is my favorite of their movies. I enjoyed that one. It got a lot of hate. I don't. I won't say hate. It just got a lot of lackluster reviews. Um, I think it was great. I I really enjoyed it. Mm-hmm. Um, Ewan Ewan McGregor played a slime ball, and it was just kind of fun to watch him do that. But my thing has always been, and I think this still holds true even with the new Marvel pop, new Marvel stuff, is I think DC is better at TV than Marvel, and I've always been more of a TV person than a movie person. Yeah, sure. I can see that. Because I think that the new DC, uh, the new Marvel stuff has been really hit or miss. And even the hits are, like, okay, not great. I think Marvel TV is, first of all, I think a lot of people set their expectations super duper high. Mm-hmm. Um, I think everyone expected every Avenger to make a cameo in every TV show. I did not. Yeah, like... It, it, I was I was hoping maybe for a Doctor Strange stinger at the end of WandaVision, mm-hmm. but I wasn't, like, banking on it. But, like, so far, WandaVision has only f- is the only one that has felt like a TV show rather than a movie that has gone... a really long movie that's gone chopped up into parts. That's fair. Um, but really, I think that's what a lot of Marvel fans are looking for. And that is exactly what I am not looking for. <laughs> and, yeah, no, I got you. Now, I, I think most of Marvel's success, as, as you said, a process of, you know, the corporate machine. Marvel's strength is that they're consistent mm-hmm. and, and they, I, don't have, they don't have terrible scripts. Like Yeah, and my thing is I'm always more fascinated by bad movie that takes big swing than solid movie that does nothing interesting. Right. Yeah, no, that's and that's a, definitely understandable. And a large chunk of Marvel falls into that second category. Um, the first Marvel movie that I have seen in theaters in probably five years was Shang-Chi, and I really enjoyed it. But it was the first one that I'm like, okay, you're taking a swing here. Yeah, Shang-Chi was kind of out there. Mm-hmm. And like, But then again, Marvel has built up the like equity to be able to do anything they want. Yeah. And the fans will go watch it. So, And the fact that they haven't been doing anything they want, they've still been staying in their formula, has been frustrating to me. Yeah, I can see that. Um, I think a large part of the problem is the first Marvel content, or the first Marvel movie we got after so long was Black Widow. Yeah. And I, I love Black Widow. Mm-hmm. But the reason I love Black Widow is because I'm a huge James Bond fan. Mm-hmm. And that movie was basically a James Bond movie. Yeah. Whereas as a Marvel movie, I can see why some people thought that it felt a little, fell a little flat. Yeah. And also, it's like only really recently, and like they're still having problems with it, they have done their female characters dirty a lot. Yeah. I won't argue that point with you. And I'm mostly interested in the female characters, and... uh, It'll be... It's... Like, the two best Marvel movies aren't MCU movies, in my opinion. Um, 
because there's Into the Spider-Verse, which I think blows everything in the Marvel MCU out of the water by a mile. Spider-Man is always going to be my favorite, my I, favorite superhero. I hate and... MCU Spider-Man. See, I I like him, MCU Spider-Man. Well, no. He's he's I... relatable. He's a he's adapted for the MCU though. Like you can't really call him truly Spider-Man, at least not yet. Well, so my big thing is they took away the biggest part of Spider-Man's character, in my opinion, which is the fact that he's poor. And he's right. the every man. Yeah. I agree completely. Mm-hmm. Um, Spider-Man, yeah. until Spider-Verse came out, I would tell you that Spider-Man 2 was going to be the best Spider-Man movie we were ever going to get. And then Spider-Man Into the Spider-Verse came out and just went, yeah, no, bang. Yeah, like, and I even like Spider-Man uh, Far From Home mm-hmm. a lot mostly because they did Mysterio perfectly. Yeah. I, um, I can definitely see that. Yeah. Mysterio, just 10 out of 10, perfect execution. Mm-hmm. There's no argument to be had. Uh, but at the end of the day, I think Into the, Spider-Merse, Into the Spider-Verse is the best Spider-Man mm-hmm. movie because it, it highlights what it means to be Spider-Man. Yeah, and it and it really plays up like the legacy of not just the legacy of Spider-Man, but the fact that Spider-Man is an everyman. Yes. Um, and then the other movie that I will put above all the MCU stuff is the first Blade movie. I've never seen any of the Blade movies. It's very nineties, but I'm also a vampire guy, so yeah. I have um... a bias there. But, like, the best thing, like, tangentially related to the MCU, to me, is still Runaways. That show is amazing. I didn't watch a whole lot of the Marvel TV shows, mostly because I didn't like them very much. Mm-hmm. Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. was alright. A lot of people, like, swear by Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. It's fine. It's fine. It had, but... a, it had probably a run of 20 good episodes and then and then mediocrity on either side. Yeah, it was, like, really hit or miss. The, the the plot twist, you know, that came out alongside Winter Soldier. That was really good. That was great. That was that was fantastic. But they, they wasted a lot of time getting there. Mm-hmm. And after that, it really doesn't feel like they're the same, like, on the same, in the same universe as the movies. Like, yeah. they're supposed to be. Um... But if it only goes one way, then I just I'm not feeling it. Mm-hmm. That's the same issue I have with the Netflix shows. Yeah, I I have this weird affection for specifically the second season of Iron Fist. Um, I don't think I actually bothered with the second season of Iron it Fist. It's such think... a marked improvement from the first season that I have this weird affection for it. I forced myself to finish the first season. I honestly couldn't tell you what the last few episodes were very fair but it's it's like that moment where a writing team figures out what they're trying to do and then leaves off with such potential that they never get to resolve is a big massive frustration to me i might have to go back and give the netflix shows a shot because i never i never watched season three of daredevil either (laughs) but like i hear that was pretty good uh, the way they did Typhoid Mary in season two of Iron Fist was something I really enjoyed. 
I am not familiar with that character, so... She's fun. Oh. Granted, um, the reason I'm not familiar with the character is, of course, because I haven't seen yeah. uh, Season 2 of Iron Fist. But but yeah, and then I do highly recommend you check out Runaways. It is the most unique of the Marvel properties because it's not focused at everyone. It's a specifically team-focused show. Right. It's like that and Cloak and Dagger are like the two that are teen focused and I think they are the ones that work the best because they are working for a specific audience rather than everybody. Sure. And yeah, I can understand that quite a bit. And also, you have an emotional support dinosaur in Runaways. Oh yeah, absolutely. Um, I can get behind emotional support dinosaurs 100%. And an actual gay character in Marvel. Yeah, we haven't uh, haven't had a whole lot of representation on that front yet, have we? Yes, you got the goth and the girl who can literally turn into rainbows who have a consistent relationship for two seasons, including their like deep passions being to marry each other. Here you go. I'll so, give it a look. Fuck you, the rest of the MCU. You you <laughs> have this great representation that you're throwing away. Yeah. As an LGBT what? member, I'm also a little bit bitter about that. And yeah, no, that's that's fair. Marvel is every time like because I'd love to see more of that representation too. But God help me, people couldn't handle Captain Marvel being a female superhero without accusing it of being a politically correct movie. Yeah, despite her completely co-parenting a child with with uh. Right. Yeah. There, there's there's a lot of. There's a, a lot, lot of coding of, in that movie. There's a lot of subtext there that yeah. they completely throw away. But, I mean, whatever. I, I'm i fully aware that most of the controversy around Captain Marvel is fabricated. Oh, yeah. But even the fact that it was fabricated is an issue. Like, mm -hmm. But, you know, whatever. It is what it is. Mm -hmm. um, but, yeah, no. And it's like... I worry about them doing X-Men because X-Men is, like, inherently super queer at this point. Yeah, I can see that. And... Having having not read any... So... I don't... Yeah, I'm just gonna go off on another tangent. Fine by me. If you have to, if you have to tell me to shut up for time constraints. I was watching uh, the X-Men cartoon. Mm-hmm. And I was taken aback because I watched an episode where Storm goes to Africa to help her son. Mm -hmm. And she's not her biological, or she's not, she's not his biological mother. Mm -hmm. um, but this kid calls two women mom, like explicitly mother. Mm -hmm. And I'm just sitting there, I'm like... It's an 80s, or it's a 90s cartoon, so they're not going to, like, outwardly say, yes, this is a lesbian relationship. But they definitely threw that in there. Yeah. And it's, so it's like, the things that have been subtext, because, like, even from the beginning, the X-Men won LGBT allegory. Oh, yeah, for sure. Absolutely. Um, And, like, you look at the, the fucking scene between Bobby and Wolverine in X2... 
And there was a lot of gay subtext there. Yeah, no, it's 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 taking them a while to catch up, and I'd like the movies to catch up a little bit faster. Yeah, but the comics have definitely caught up. That's good. And a lot of the subtext of them have become text, in a way. Sure. And it's and it's something that I don't think Disney will do because Disney are fucking cowards. Yeah. No, it's definitely, definitely the cold hand of Disney there. Mm-hmm. Uh, there's, I don't know, some they keep mentioning that there's supposed to be a homosexual relationship in Eternals. I'm not familiar with the Eternals, so... I am only familiar with them as far as the mobile games have told me about them. Gotcha, yeah. I will. I'll know more about the Eternals when the movie comes out. Cersei but... is very good in Future Fight, and I highly recommend you pick her up if you're playing free-to-play, because she is very good. Oh, I try to stay away from free-to-play games, because they never stay free-to-play for me. <laughs> I, I've limited myself to two, uh, which is Magic Arena and Future Fight. Yeah, I spend money on Magic Arena. I don't consider that a free-to-play game, though. I consider that an extension of my Magic hobby. Yeah, yeah. Which is, I guess, why it gets me into trouble, so. Mm-hmm. But yeah, thank you very much for coming on. And if people, Absolutely. If people wanted to reach out to me, you can support the show at patreon.com slash lexawhite, uh, where you get access to the wonderful Discord server with all the fun stuff happening. Um and it's about to be new TV season, so you're going to be seeing me talk about new TV a lot. We get the new season of Nancy Drew, the reboot of the 4400, and La Brea all coming up within the next month. And I'm super excited about all of them. Um, and then if uh, you want to see me, my formally written, formal written reviews, uh, you can visit ggip.tumblr.com. Uh, if you want to find me on Discord, I am Lexa White on all the MCP Discords, Gjipt on all the non-MCP Discords. Um, if you want to see me on stream, I am most Saturday and Sunday mornings on twitch.tv slash games doing custom Arkham, the Ho- Arkham Horror the Card Game content. I am every other Monday at twitch.tv slash the underscore fuzzy teaching my friends how to play board games, and occasionally I am on twitch.tv slash theboardgamedome doing IRL board gaming with previous guest, guest Brett. So yeah, lots of fun stuff going on. And there may be more in the works with other fun stuff. Ugh. So yeah, again, thank you for coming on, and I hope you had a good time. Absolutely, I sure did. I'd love to be on again. Mm-hmm. And keep experimenting, people.